Welcome to your weekly dose of comedy with your host, Dana Pereira. Where's our participation trophy? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Where's Our Participation Trophy. I'm Dana Pereira. I'm really excited today because today I have somebody that is as inappropriate as I am, or maybe probably a lot fucking more inappropriate than I am. We have Jordan from the Horny Housewife podcast. (laughs) Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. I just, are you horny right now? Uh, I feel like uh, the thing is, is I really was cursed slash blessed with a very high libido. So I sometimes, it's not always good. Some girls are like, oh, I'm so jealous. I'm like, nothing to be jealous about. I get rejected a lot. So (laughs) (laughs) that can't feel good. Okay. So for the record, please state your age, how long you've been married and how many children you have. Okay. I'm 32 years old. I've been with my husband seven years, but we've been married three of the years. And what was the other question? I mean, how many children, how many children, one son, four stepson, 11, almost 12. Okay. Okay. I was just curious, like what our, uh, similarities and differences might be. I'm 39. Um, I have four children. I have two teenagers and then I have two young ones as well. And my husband is not the father of my two teenagers. And I remember whenever I met him, I was 28 when I met him. Um, and I was 33 when we had our child together. And in that time period, we had sex four to eight times a day, every fucking day. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. However, (laughs) okay. I'm I'm like, you're doing better than me ever was. Yeah. But now as after I had my next two children, I'm like, can you please stay the fuck away from me? Yeah. I'm touched out. I'm touched out. Yes. Yeah. How about you? Though. Okay. So I'm a stepmom. So your husband's a stepdad, correct? Is that Mm -hmm. okay? So, you know, that was always, I had to, I felt like I had to earn his love or like, you know, he has a good mom and his mom, he is very loyal to his mother. So there's that dynamic of like walking the line of like, I want to be your friend, but I'm also your authority. And then the four-year-old, I mean, it didn't really, I wanted to have sex a week after I had the baby and I was, it was like a hot dog down the hallway. I mean, it's not going to work. I, it looks like a massacre. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like not okay. And so that you, I couldn't, but I waited, I bled for like seven weeks. I don't know if you want me to Ugh. say that. No, it's <laughs> but it was fine. Disgusting. Yeah. And so it didn't really, I mean, we had sex all the way up until I like three weeks before I had the baby. So we stayed pretty, I mean, the, thing, the things that change our sex life, I think, are outside factors. Like my husband started a company this year. That's really affected it. Mm-hmm. Being around each other because of the pandemic all the fucking time yeah. has affected it. Because it's like now it's it's easier to find all the things I appreciate about him when we have our own separate. Like he goes to work and he comes home and I do my thing. So, I mean, the last two years, I won't lie, it's been a little, it's been harder. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been there too. It's, you know, I'm a very emotional person. Like sex for me is very emotional. I need to like 
feel it. I need to like love and like connect and all of that stuff. My husband could get off to a fucking truck driving by, you know, like (laughs) men are, yeah, men are different than women. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of the, the bleeding, um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on period sex? Are you like pro period sex or are you like, nay? Period? Well, I haven't had a period in two and a half years because I have an IUD. So I have Morena. So if anyone wants to know how to get rid of your period, I had a period for like a month after it was inserted and it totally went away. And the doctor told me to expect that. Um, but before, yeah, my husband would eat me out on my period. Oh my yeah. God, really? <laughs> he was like, I love the taste of you pennies. Know. This is great. <laughs> the copper, the copper eat. Yeah, disgusting. And, but he, I mean, I guess it wasn't like, every time I'm on my period, but if he was horny enough and like it was in the moment and it's date now or when vacation and I started my period, he's not going to hold back. Nice. Yeah. That's, you know, my husband's kind of the same way. There's not, he's like period, no period. Don't give a shit. Let's go. And I'm like, I feel gross. I'm bloated. I feel disgusting. Like, please don't touch me for five to seven days. And it's messy and gross. And then there's so much like preparation and it, I don't, I mean, it doesn't feel the same. No, it doesn't. No, it, because there's more liquid there, but it's liquid. That's not exactly lubricating. So it's, yeah. Having period sex is a weird thing. I'm not, I don't love it. I'll do it occasionally because my husband's super horny and I don't want to, you know, leave him hanging for too long, but for the, the most kid, part. Do your kids cock block you at all? Like, do your kid, like the younger ones, do they get in the way or like it makes it harder for you? Like before kids, you can do it whenever you want, like wh- wherever, whenever. And with kids, it's not like that. Yeah. My kids sleep on my bedroom fucking floor. So. <laughs> oh my God. And they like, we will put them to bed in their beds. They will wake up in the middle of the night and then come into our room and sleep on our floor. And then it got to the point where they were like, we're coming in anyways. So you might as well just let us sleep on the fucking floor. And we were like, you know what? (laughs) Both my husband and I were like, they're not going to be 17 sleeping on our floor. So whatever you want to sleep on the floor, sleep on the fucking floor. (laughs) That's hilarious. They're like, we don't need anything, just the floor. We're fine. As long as mom and dad are nearby. (laughs) And they don't even try and get in bed with us or anything. They just put their pillow blanket on the floor and curl up. So what are y'all like afternoon delight people or like nighttime before? Like what, when's the best time for y'all to have sex? Um, it's usually on a weekend where I've had three glasses of wine. That's the sweet spot, three glasses of wine. Um, And either the kids fell asleep on the couch and didn't quite make it into our room just yet, or we have to be very quiet. Which sometimes can make it hot, but if it's always, I bet you're like, do you want to just be vocal? Yeah, I know, I know. And then there's also times where my husband's like, why don't we get in the shower? And I'm like, because I'm 39 and I'm going to fall and split my fucking head open. <laughs> that is so funny. You said that literally last night, my husband was like, let's go take a bath. And I'm like, I wash, I have a schedule of how I wash my hair and what I do Monday don't and Friday. Fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck that up. But that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Man, sex definitely changes as you're married. It just, yeah. Does. 
It absolutely does. And, you know, my husband and I have been together 11 years and I just like to remind him, like you had your fair share of sex the first five years we were together. You had more than your fair share. (laughs) So you've been married 11 years. So tell me what, like what's, I know I'm sure people ask you it and it's the cheesiest question, but like, what do you attribute to being married that long? Um, I attribute it to the fact that we are both very open to being wrong and figuring shit out. Like, I think a lot of people, whenever they fight, um, it's because they both want to be right. There's like a power struggle. And when I'm wrong, which I am not nearly as much as him, but I am wrong occasionally, I will go to him and I will say like, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I was feeling all sorts of ways. Like, you know, maybe it was a fucking full moon. Mercury was in retrograde. I'm getting my period all at the same time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and he does the same thing when he's wrong. He'll like take a beat and he'll come to me and be like, were you like this since day one or like, did, was this something you worked on? Okay. Cause I'm like, now I'm asking you all the questions. I just wanted (laughs) many years of therapy I mean, and not, not, we haven't been to therapy consistently, um, throughout our relationship, but we've definitely, we've been to therapy together on and off, I think three times. I'm super pro therapy. Like yeah, I've been in yeah. therapy since I was 10. Like, like Oh, I love it. I love therapy. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm pro self-help books. And that's another thing that, you know, at one point in our relationship, we were really fucked up. We were super toxic. We were being terrible to each other. And I just like got so sick of being miserable. And I was like, God, like, I hate this feeling. I don't like waking up and feeling this every day. And he was like, me too. And I was like, all right, so what are we going to do about it? And I downloaded a couple of books and every night we would just lay in bed. It was an audio book because my husband's dyslexic. So he has a hard time reading quickly. So we did an audio book. We would lay in bed every night and listen to a chapter of the audio book. And then we would like turn mm-hmm. to each other and talk about like how I felt about that chapter and how he felt about that chapter. And that actually was kind of what straightened our relationship out a little bit and got us on like a better path. That is, that's super interesting. And what I notice like about marriages that stay together is willingness. And my husband is a very willing man, like the, the willingness to talk about things or to go to therapy. There's some men, like my friends, like my husband won't go to therapy. I'm like, that sucks. Like if you're asking him to do this for your relationship and he's opposed, like how, you know, it's like, how can you get through to them? Sometimes you need outside perspective. Absolutely. Because the fact of the matter is whenever you're the only person in your own head or you're telling your side of the story to somebody there, it's only your perspective. And then you start convincing yourself like, no, I'm right. I am right. I'm fucking right. Because there's nobody there to give you the other side of something. Yes. yes. And so having that outside perspective of them being like, boink, no, motherfucker, you need to look at it from this point of view. Or how about he might be feeling this certain way? Or how about you let people make mistakes and forgive them for it and move on from it? Yeah. You know? And all There's of so that much. shit is the stuff like people will come to me and complain about a sexless marriage or like their dry bedroom situation, dead bedroom situation. And, you know, that's just like, but a symptom of something much deeper, something unresolved resentment, the love and respect cycle. Like he wants respect. He doesn't feel respected. She doesn't feel loved. So she doesn't want to give him respect. He 
doesn't want to give her love. And a lot of people either end up cheating or getting divorced and it sucks because they won't have hard conversations. Yeah. And a lot of things with communication can be worked out. It might take some fucking time. It's not going to, you know, go overnight, but a a fucking hard conversation and a hard look at yourself sometimes too. And recognizing that we all bring shit to the table, good and bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Look at us. We're like fucking Ann Landers over here (laughs) and giving out the advice that questions people didn't even ask. (laughs) I know. I know. Do you, what kind of questions do you get? Well, I actually reached out to my audience and had them send in some questions. And uh, so it was, it was ask the participation trophy wife and ask the horny housewife. So our first question (laughs) here says, does size dictate on what kind of lover you are and do women prefer length over girth or what are the factors? Okay. Who do you want to go first? (laughs) You go for it, girl. You go. (laughs) Okay. Well, I did. I've talked about this before, but I think like, I don't think dick size is a deal breaker. Like, I think that obviously we have like our ideal, maybe like if we were imagining a beautiful dick, what we would think of, Mm -hmm. I think there's such thing as too small and too big. Like, I mean, a micro penis, like no offense to anyone who has a micro penis, but, (laughs) but that would be challenging. And then there are people that have like gigantic dicks and that's challenging because it's like, then it's not even enjoyable. No, I don't want you to puncture my fucking lung. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want it to come out my mouth. Yeah. It's like a blow, an inverted blow job. No. <laughs> no. You're definitely getting teeth with that one, buddy. Yeah. Oh, that would be like, I would dread giving head. I would dread it. There's nothing else you could do. You would just have to try to have sex yes. over and over Ugh. and over. Yeah. yeah. I would pick girth over length, I guess. Like if I had to pick like a, would you rather? Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's dicks of all shapes and sizes, colors and curves. Yeah. Someone will, someone will love your dick. (laughs) I actually have a friend and he used to tell me all the time about how his, he had a curved dick. So I started calling him Gonzo. Do you remember Gonzo from Sesame Street? He had like the big curved nose. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. That's, but okay. Depending on how it's curved. It could be very pleasurable because if that bad boy was curved like inward, it's like there's a new sex toy. Like he's going to hit your G spot. (laughs) Yeah. And it also depends. So see, dude who wrote this in, um, it also depends on the woman because our spots are in different places and it's not going to be the same for every single female out there. Also micro dick people use your toys, use your fingers, use your tongue. You got options. Okay. (laughs) We're not, we're not forgetting about you. What do we, how do we help the guys with too big of a dick? Um, (laughs) that one's going to be, I guess toys. And I mean, but the poor girl, she doesn't want to be ruined. You better have a a lot of money to to fix that thing at some point. (laughs) Yes. Rejuvenation. (laughs) I know. I say something terrible. This is terrible. I bet you might, if you want to edit this out, you can, but I always say like the bigger, the wallet, the smaller, the dick. Uh, Well, (laughs) (laughs) terrible. You're like, no, Jordan. No. (laughs) 
how true that one might be. There we I, see, look, we just see a woman. You're like, no. <laughs> I think that you can have money and a big dick. I mean, look at the movie stars out there. There's definitely uh, some movie stars that have to have some large penises. Don't you think, or, okay, what I meant by that was like more how acceptable, like if he has a really small dick, but he's super successful, like we're not thinking about how small your dick is because you're manly providing that kind of thing. But the guys that have like, that are ridiculously good looking, huge dicks and very successful. Yeah. They're assholes. (laughs) Stay the fuck away from them. (laughs) Get away. Because why the hell would you want to date me? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they're just running. Why? They need incentive to settle down. Yeah. Yeah. That just, that's like a, uh, I want to say like a Scott Disick situation, you know, where he's like Lord of the douchebags. He is. And gosh, and Courtney looks so happy now and she's 42. That should be inspiration to women that you can find your lover soulmate at any age. Absolutely. And also like there's women out there that have started their fucking companies at 42 or 50 or I mean, Paula Dean was like 50 when she got fucking discovered and put on TV. And, you know, Look she's at like, all the housewives on Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm like. I still got time. I got time. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. You're in your 30s, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I turned 40 okay. in April. So, well, you look wonderful. Thank you. And you so don't much. look like you have four kids. Okay. You birthed two of them, but four kids, man. No, no. I birthed four of them. <gasps> oh, you, okay. You're not their stepmom. He's the no, stepdad. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Although. <laughs> I had four C-sections, so nothing popped out the badge. Oh, they were so your all... vagina. Oh, so your vagina is like a teenager. Still, it is. Yeah, it's still pretty <laughs> glorious. Yeah. My, <laughs> my husband always says that my badge is worth its weight in gold. So I don't know if that there means I. <laughs> That's a compliment. That's, I was compliment. like asking my husband if we can do that wand, you know, like the, they, yeah. they have this procedure where they can stick a wand. I only had one child. He was six pounds, nine ounces. Still doesn't look like it did before. Yeah. Um, or it doesn't feel. That's the best way to what, say is it. That, is it Vodava? Is that what it's called? Vodava? That wand thing? It might be, it might be, but it like shoots out lasers. It's like tight, tightens the muscle. It actually does a little tightening on the outside as well. They have one that only does the inside, but there's one that kind of tightens you up everywhere. The skin, you know, who gets that done is Farah Abrams. And she actually goes to my doctor in Beverly Hills. (laughs) So you like know that stuff. I'm not surprised that she does that. You know no. who else does that? Kelly Dodd. Kelly Dodd does that too on, she's not there anymore, but Orange County, she was Orange County housewife. She yeah. did it on the show. Yeah. So watch her do it. I would do it. Like, I'm not opposed to any of that stuff. Oh no, <laughs> me neither. I'm like, do all the fucking things, please. Do, do all <laughs> of the things. Preserve me, please. I got my Botox yesterday. So waiting for it to kick in. I'm getting mine next week. So (laughs) look, that is like all I can see. That's terrible. (laughs) We pick ourselves apart though. Instagram has messed us up. It really, really has. And I'm trying to be better about that. I've even gotten a lot better about presenting myself without makeup because I still, I have melasma pretty badly from my pregnancies and because I'm so hormonal, it won't go away and it just gets worse. And so my doctor told me like, oh no, 
until you go through menopause, like that melasma is going to stay there. If even if you really? get rid of it, lasers? use the creams, lasers, everything, it will continuously come back until I go through menopause because I'm so hormonal. I saw a picture of you, you posted with no makeup and you were really beautiful. So I'm sure you're hard on yourself where I think we're the worst critics of ourselves. We absolutely are. Absolutely. Um, except for this next one here, her husband is the worst critic and he's a dick. Okay. (laughs) Ready. This, This says, so I tried to shave all the hair off of my vagina, except the patch above it. Okay. Okay. It's about three inches wide. Anyways, I showed my husband and he laughed. He said it was uneven and he was just generally mean about it. Not supportive and didn't care that I tried to do it for him because he said he likes a little hair left. Well, never again. This cat is always going to be bald. That was humiliating. It's not an exact science. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. You tell me your opinion first on this one. I want to hear my opinion. And you know what? It's funny. I've talked about this before on the show. Uh, My art skills are lacking. I can't make a straight line if my fucking life depended on it. So sometimes if I'm leaving a patch, it's, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a windy road sign, you know, it's like hard. it's hard, it's hard. <laughs> and then you have to like, you're like, ah, well, fuck it. Just shave it all off. Try again in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, there was like vajazzling. I think it was like, wasn't there a point in time when it was like cool to like do something in your, vid- and I couldn't do, I wanted to do a lightning bolt and I'm like, got one of those eyebrow razors out. Yeah. And I, no, I was like, forget this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually envy the people that can do stuff like that. It's like you need to go to a fucking barbershop for your vagina. They make them. They have them. Really? They have people that do like sugaring down there that will also, vajazzling, they would put, remember when people would put those little rhinestones on their cell phone? Yes. People would put those on their pussy. I'm not kidding. I'm not, you can Google vajazzling and you will learn all about what I just told you. But what happens whenever you're doing the sex? You know, like, is it just going to like rip the fucking hair out with the. Wouldn't it fall off like an hour after just in your pants? Like, I don't understand the concept. (laughs) Like I went for a brisk walk and now I'm a hundred dollars in the hole. Yeah. (laughs) Like four of them fell out. You can't tell what the design is anymore. Like. So bizarre. Yeah, but that's so her husband's trying to control the situation. Is that what she's saying? It seems Well, it seems like she did it because he really said that he liked seeing a little landing strip. So she tried it and then he fucking made fun of her because she didn't have it exactly even because he's so perfect. Hmm, what should we tell her to do? My first thought is to do something toxic, but that's probably <laughs> not <laughs> not the best advice we should give. I know. Well, uh, if it's like minorly toxic, though, like, for example, <laughs> when my husband pisses me off or, you know, like I'll do something like a not wash his favorite mug for coffee. Mm, wash your own fucking mug, oh, you know, like evil of you. <laughs> <I know. laughs> How terrible. Or, you know, like leave his laundry on the floor. Fuck you, motherfucker. You know, (laughs) that's a good one. And he's complaining that his shirt's dirty. And I'm like, yeah, it's on the floor. Dirty still. Yeah, still (laughs) dirty because you were an asshole. (laughs) 
<laughs> Amen. Or you're on your own for dinner tonight. I'm really not feeling cooking, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or, or you just like to make him something that he doesn't particularly love. You know, you're like, oh, I know Oops. that you're not into salmon, but I am. Ooh. And tonight we're eating motherfucking salmon. That's a good one. I think that one really kind of hit the point home <laughs> with that. The it does. It, it plays yeah. right into the whole vag thing too. You know, like maybe, maybe she should just grow a bush or something. Oh, a huge seventies porn bush. <laughs> that would My be husband awesome. likes a bush like request. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That doesn't feel sanitary for me. So Get Especially over when you're on your period. I don't love that. Yeah, I don't have a period, remember? Oh, so that's... I could do it. I could do it, but it, it's just not cute. I don't feel cute. Like maybe a little bit or like a little like porn star bush, yeah. mm-hmm. but not 70s bush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a 90s porn star bush because isn't that whenever they like everything got really thin, like eyebrows got really thin and all the hair went away. I'm wondering when we're going to get out of like, you know how like Twiggy, the model Twiggy, like the Mm -hmm. skinny, the skinny thing was really there. And I'm naturally like a tiny person. Uh, Now it's the big butts and the big boobs. And I am jealous as hell because I can't make an ass. I'm trying. I'm in Pilates. Like I'm trying. (laughs) Doing the squats. Yeah. But I'm going to have to buy butt implants and I don't want to do that. So I'm hoping that, you know, the trends... They go up and down. Yeah. 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 If you get butt implants now and then in a decade, they're like big butts are out. And then you're like, shit, now I have to have surgery again. That doesn't sound fun. And I think you can get like dimpling and like weird stuff from there are injections that you can get for your butt though. (laughs) Do they work? Do they really work? Because there are so many procedures that don't like you pay so much money for. And I'm like, I look exactly the same. Yes. (laughs) I don't recommend butt implants. I recommend uh, loving that booty you got. Loving the booty you got. And your man should be loving it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, This one says, my husband is unhappy in our relationship. One of the bigger reasons is he thinks Our marriage is boring. We've been married for six years. Yeah, it can be a little repetitive. We've had other issues that we work through, but this one he brings up often. What are something you do to keep your relationship alive? Best date ideas. I'm open to bedroom ideas as well. Spontaneous and fun stuff. Even the little things that put a smile on your face. What do you suggest? You go first. Um, you know, my husband and I, whenever we first had kids, it was really hard to get out on date nights, especially yeah. because I was so like attached to my kids and I didn't trust people to watch them and, you know, all of that fun shit. Um, and I have since learned that, man, it is not only just good for our relationship, it is good for me to get the fuck out of the house, enjoy a dinner without a child, like fucking, yeah, like hitting me up to cut their fucking food or yelling at me because they have broccoli on their plate or they can see something green in the pasta, you know, like whatever it is. So I highly suggest. Do that too. That's good yeah. to know. Yeah. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> I love the date nights. My husband and I are going away for our anniversary. We're taking a trip next week to Santa Barbara that I am fucking stoked for hell yeah 
And yeah. uh, just like sitting on the couch, even if you're at home, turn off the fucking TV, get rid of the phones and sit down and just bullshit. Play a fucking game. I know it's yeah. fucking cliche Checkers, and cheesy. Yes. Yeah. No, it's fun. Yes. And it's like something beyond like, I don't recommend. I mean, I get it like going and if you love movies and you're like a movie fanatic, like going to the movies is fine, but like, make sure you have dinner or like go pregame and get some drinks before. Like you need to engage and talk and emotionally connect because emotional connection, hotter sex, you know, yeah. and hanging out together uh, and like, you know, easing any anxiety because anxiety in the bedroom sucks. Mm -hmm. But if he wants to, I think date nights, like you said, are so important, like so important to schedule and make up like date your spouse kind Mm -hmm. of thing, because life, we get on autopilot and we have all these things we're doing and you've kind of forget each other. And then it becomes like, you don't want it to become like this platonic friendship. Like you want to be lovers still. Yeah. So maybe, and sometimes being like a little unpredictable, I always say like the 80, 20 split, which I know some people would say might be toxic, but being like 80%, like what you're dominantly like all the time, if you're like loud and like loud and obnoxious, like me, sometimes I'll tap into, (laughs) sometimes I'll tap into like my more feminine energy and like be a little, my like more feminine, softer role. And I feel like men respond to that. And I feel like when Derek bees all sexy and manly, I like see that and notice that immediately. So yeah, getting creative. I also suggest doing little things to surprise. Okay. If he thinks it's boring, jump out from behind a door. Boo. <laughs> Scare the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> or- send him maybe a little steamy photo, you know, he's not expecting that or, you know, maybe lingerie. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many little things that you can do. If do you ever see that thing where, you know, people put the Nerf guns out and then they have like a Nerf gun fight. That's so cute. So adorable. (laughs) Maybe do something like that. If he's like really thinking something's boring, whenever he gets home from work, have the Nerf gun there, or maybe like a, you know, thing of water balloons and have a water balloon fight or blindfold him and like beat him. (laughs) That one's good too. That one's one's really spicy. I like it. Or like holidays or birthdays or any kind of like little special day. I like to make this is narcissistic, but I like to make little mementos like a book of me, you know, or something. (laughs) Be naked. A calendar, January, Jordan, February, Jordan. And yeah. I make I make them all different. Naked Jordans. <laughs> I like that. I, and I'm sure your husband loves that too. Yes. And then they're going to be fun to look back on one day. So. Ah, oh, I like it. Uh, this one says, for my birthday, my sister booked a massage for my friends and I. I had no idea that a man would be massaging me. I automatically assumed it was a woman. And during the massage, he asked, are you okay? That's when I figured out it was a male. When I texted my husband afterwards, he was very upset that I let another man touch me. He will not let it go and keeps getting upset with me. Am I in the wrong? I'm genuinely asking because I'm confused why he's so upset with me. 
Okay, who touched her? That's why I'm confused about that part. Say that part one more time for me. A man gave her a massage. Her sister booked a massage, oh, oh, and a okay. man was the one that gave her the massage. That's and weird, when- bizarre, and insecure of him. So fucking insecure. Girlfriend, you are not in the wrong. Let me tell you. If you went to a doctor and it was a fucking man inspecting your vajaj, then you know what? It's a, it's a fucking man. Like, yeah. it, it's no. Mm-mm. No, he's wrong. That is so not like, what if you booked him a massage and a woman like worked there? Like, that's very weird. You know what? It almost makes me, maybe I'm being paranoid, but like, why is he so insecure? You know, like, why is he on the defense? And that's the first thing he thinks about. Sometimes I think people can project, like if they're a super flirty person who gets Mm -hmm. a hard on when another girl touches him, maybe he thinks you're getting wet in your panties when another guy touches you. That is a very good point. (laughs) I had someone that was cheating on me and man, they really like to turn that script around. Uh, don't you want to punch people like that? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. That's true. That's usually a sign of projection. So I would be more worried about why he's so worried about that. Cause that's silly. That's silly. It is. Yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous that yeah, you're, it's not like you're turning over and getting yourself a happy ending from your mail. I was surprised to know how many places do that. I'm not surprised to learn how many okay, you're like, I, do that. I myself have never had a happy ending. Uh, however, I have some friends that were like, oh, yeah, no, you go to this place and, you know, they will. And I was like, oh, are damn. they hot? I just wanted to this. Are they hot? My friends? <laughs> no, but, no, no. Like, are the people that massage like, oh. are they really attractive? Is this like. I know. Or what do you do? Do you just close your eyes while you're getting jerked off or, or what do they do to the girls? Finger them, eat them out. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know these answers. <laughs> I feel like a lot of girls don't go and ask for happy endings. I don't think, but I have heard that too. I, I know of a girl who got a happy ending and I was like, what? The hell? but they fingered her. But I wonder, remember, do you watch Beverly Hills housewives? No. Okay. Well, Denise Richards was on there and she said she got a happy ending, but I, I think she was alluding to the other thing I said, like going down on her. And I was like, oh. but I think with guys, guys, there's like, that's very common to get a happy ending, but you know, men can be like, I could see how a man could get more aroused by touch, you know, Yeah. but ew. <laughs> Usually if I'm getting massaged, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> Or I'm like, ow, 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 ow. Like it hurts. Yeah. It's too rough. It's too rough. Can you calm down, please? Or I'm the weirdo that says nothing. And I'm just like, deal with the pain. Deal with the pain. This is a sign that I'm codependent or something. Um, (laughs) You're not a weirdo. I do the exact same thing. Unless it is intolerable. And when it's intolerable, I'll just go, "Uh," you know, (laughs) I will just whimper. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, oh, was that too hard? And then I'll be like, a little, a you know, I'm whimpering. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But I would, if that's her boyfriend, I would like almost break up with him for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Red some, flag. Y- yes. Waving, <laughs> waving in the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Our last one here. Okay. okay. 
My fiance and I are getting married next year. My budget for a gift for her. I hate this person already (laughs) is up to $2,000. Can I get some ideas such as adventures? We're going to Greece for our honeymoon. Okay. So he asked you this. Yes. Ideas. (laughs) $2,000 gift ideas. That um, makes me feel like he's like being trying to like just talk to you and have a conversation. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to Greece and I got two grandbaby. What's up? What's up? <laughs> like, um, so what would you suggest? What's your gift ideas? Cold hard cash. <laughs> Tell her to go shopping and don't get mad if she goes a little bit over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take a credit card, just sign it over to her and uh, let her have some fun with it. But I mean, totally agree. When I got married, my husband gave me like a hug, you know, there was no like big old wedding gift that came around with that. He was like, no, we just dropped a whole ton of money on the wedding. So high five. So high five. I love you. <laughs> my husband is a spoiler. I'm not going to lie, but I love gifts. So he's just appeasing my love language. I was going to (laughs) say, is that one of your love languages? Okay. It's probably on the third. I'm like, I'm not really a words of affirmation, physical touch kind of girl. What about you? I am um, definitely a words of affirmation. And then I'm, I also am into the gifts. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, trophy wife. Like, yeah, right? yeah. You know, my husband is not great at gift giving, though. Like so last tell him. year, oh, so last year he didn't ask me what I wanted for Christmas. Usually, I just tell him what to get me for Christmas yeah. and stuff. Um, and last year I just like kind of wanted him to do it on his own, and that was a terrible idea because he wrote me this long card about mm. the journeys that we were going to take together, and then that which motherfucker, is really sweet. It was very sweet until I opened the hiking shoes and realized Mm. that he wanted to take me up a mountain. And Mm. that was, and I was like, so, um, I'm I'm sorry. You wrote me this really long card and then gave me hiking shoes. Um, this a joke. Is uh, the cameras coming out? Are you filming me? (laughs) So, and I was like arguing with myself because I was so like disappointed. Like I could not keep the physical representation of my disappointment off my face that I like went outside, pounded a few mimosas. And then I was like, okay, I am such an asshole. Like my husband wrote me a nice card and gave me a gift. And I'm like, no motherfucker. I was misled by your card. I thought we were taking a trip. Yeah. And then you told me I was I thought the Maldives were coming. I thought we were going to Bora Bora. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You better be glamping. You better not be in a tent. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Nope. Nope. He was sending me to the trails behind our house. (laughs) That is such a typical man move. If my husband is left up to his own devices, he will literally go get like a Nordstrom's gift card and like a couple of them and then just be a card and like chocolate. And I'm like, never do that again. Don't yeah. ever get me, <clears throat> never get me gift cards again, ever. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. I will just tell them, I'll be like, this is what I want. Or I'll like, want to like, get me some filler and a sculpture session. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I want, I'll want to do that kind of stuff to stay yeah. beautiful for him. 
for him and for my damn self. <laughs> for me. This is only thing guaranteed forever. He, you know, it's conditional. <laughs> yeah. Conditional. <laughs> Uh, so tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you have coming up. Okay. So I am host, I host the horny housewife, like she said, and we talk, I talk about mostly, I mostly solo podcast. Honestly, I'm totally talking to myself. Yeah. I'm mostly a solo podcaster. Do you know who Jackie Schimmel is? Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I, uh, she's a fellow solo podcaster and she's just was super inspiring to me and it just came naturally. I have had some sex experts come on and other housewives come on that will exploit their sex lives for me. And we talk all things sex, all things reality of sex in marriage. Mm -hmm. And I answer a lot of listener questions coming from both men and women. I actually have a really large male audience. <clears throat> so we're talking about stuff from like normal sex stuff in marriage to like wild and crazy open marriages, cuckolding. I don't know if you know what cuckolding is. I do. I host the Dirty Little Secrets Club also. We get oh. a lot of that on there. Oh my gosh, I saw that. You do. You have two podcasts. How do you I do, do it? Yeah. It's, you know, it's I just love it. It's really fun. So I just, I just keep going with it. I'm like, I'll end up hosting like eight or nine shows at some point. Hell yeah. Well, that's amazing. That's awesome. But yeah, so we talk about that. I was inspired to start it because A, I love talking. I do have the gift of gab, in my opinion. And I felt like I always listen to podcasts like Sophia with an F or call her daddy. And it's like super yeah. hookup culture. Yeah. And I was like, that sense of humor with a married person who wants one dick to be obsessed with her, who I'm, right. I'm like a little toxic in my marriage, trying to, you know, committed. I felt like we needed that space where married people could talk about like the real shit that goes on mm -hmm. and wanting to be together still. So, yeah, yeah, because there's so many, everyone wants to like project this perfect couple, happy marriage, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? When those fucking doors are closed, the gloves come off. Sometimes you're a dick. Sometimes you're going through something. And we're all kind of, I mean, I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. I'm not the same person now that I'm going to be in 10 years. That's my favorite thing to tell people. Mm -hmm. We're constantly evolving. We are constantly changing. And you have to do that together with together. another person. Choosing each other and your sex life will evolve. And it's just, it's interesting to talk about and to hear other people's journeys as well. I love it. I love it. So tell everyone where they can go to find you. You can find me on, well, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find The Horny Housewife, iTunes, Google, Spotify, and you can find me on Instagram at the.hornyhousewifepodcast. And I have a link in bio to get you anywhere, or you can submit anonymously through there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. This was a blast. And guys, even if you are not nailing it this week, you're still going to get that participation trophy. Bye.